know that if you are training consistently, and especially if you're following one of our plans, you are getting fitter, you are getting stronger, you are getting faster. And I also want you to understand that you are more powerful than you could ever imagine. You may have never thought that you could run a seven minute mile and suddenly you've gone from running 11 minute miles to nine minute miles. Well, let me tell you, I bet you could run a seven minute mile at one point in time, but how can you ever know what you're truly capable of if you're not trying to do things that you don't think you can? Welcome to the Beck and Siri Show. And here at Team Series Tri Club, it's not just about swim, bike, run. It's about who you become. On our show, we don't just talk to you about swimming, cycling, and running. We talk about mindset. We talk about fearless authenticity and being your very best self. Hey there, Cam here from Team Sirius. This week on the show, Beck and Siri discuss how to train without knowing what to train for without many races going on. And a big congratulations to Susie, who finished her very first triathlon with just six weeks of training under her belt from Team Sirius Tri Club. I hope you enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Hi, everybody. How are you? It's Beck and Siri, and it is September, what date is it today? 21st. Monday. September 21st. Um, today was another great day. Siri got her four-week check, and her numbers are unbelievable. They're great. I'm <gasps> so Here we have Susie. Happy. Who Yay, did her first ever triathlon. We are so proud of you. I promised to bring her on for a few minutes tonight. We're going to yeah. bring her on for a chat. That will probably be what takes up the most of the, the night tonight because we really want to bring her on and talk about her first triathlon. It's so exciting. Hi, Dan. Hi, so Amy. Exciting. Hi, Becky. Hi, Nancy. So we'll give everyone a few seconds to get on, and then we're, Marie, we are going to bring Susie on. Oh, Susie, Siri, we're so proud questions? of you. I'm lucky. So, yeah, Siri got great results today. Anyone who knows anything about blood work, um, she got amazing results, and she's so healthy. Did you want to say something? I'm just so incredibly grateful that my body is responding beautifully to my bone marrow transplant, and I'm just so incredibly grateful. And I know that love heals, and so many of you have just sent me so much love. So thank you, thank you, thank you, especially to you. My wife gets to live. It's the best news in the world. <laughs> best news in the whole <laughs> wide world. could be world. better than that? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't put it like that. That's better. That's good. It's the okay. miracle of life. Let's leave this here for a few more seconds. You just throw the questions. They're right here. Under here. Oh, these? Okay. okay. Here we go. Okay. So... Stephen, I hope Stephen's on. Well, Stephen, um, I hope he's on too because he actually just asked to cancel his membership, um, which does happen sometimes. So um, I said to jump on the chat and ask about it, but we can like go through this question and maybe it'll change his mind because I wouldn't want to leave the club. Maybe Susie can convince him. He, he, uh, he shouldn't need convincing to stay, but let's see what the question okay. is. So the question is, well I, well, I don't know if it's a question, but I'm a 58-year-old male age grouper looking for an answer to avoid overtraining, improve my eating habits, and complete my second Ironman in May of next year. First Ironman was Louisville 2017, and it did not go as planned, but I finished. Good job. My goal is to get in good enough shape and learn enough to race smart enough to run the entire marathon. I would also mm. like to win my age group in a local half Ironman that is held here in Grand Rapids, Michigan, every June. Placed fifth in 2017, not in great shape, took 2018 off, and then got sick, overtrained spring of 2019 and 2020. 
I'm new to Facebook, new to Team Serious, looking forward to the training and group interaction. So there okay. was no question there. Sorry, my bad. No question. <laughs> but yes, you're in the right you're in the right place, Stephen. You're so. in the right place, Stephen. And Okay, we need to find We will absolutely prevent you from getting overtrained because um Events. Our philosophy is is not just about hammering people into the ground. It's about like our our slogan, which is it's not just about swim, bike, and run. It's about who you become, and in becoming more of the authentic you that is in each of us, you learn the the appropriate balance to get out of yourself exactly what you need to be the best athlete you can be, to be the best parent or father or friend you can be. And we will help you put that balance together. Um, I believe that with all my heart. So that will definitely lead you away from overtraining. I think overtraining happens when you become so obsessed with your goal, your triathlon goal, that nothing else seems to really matter. And you just drive yourself into the ground. So it's knowing the right strategies. It's knowing how to train. It's knowing how to stay out of the gray zone. You know, hard is hard, easy is easy. And with our training, you will get a constant mix of easy, moderate, and hard. And if you follow one of our plans, which you get in joining the club, you will have the exact guidance you need to stay healthy, to get stronger, to get fitter, and to get faster. And there is no doubt in my mind you will not only achieve your goal, um, but you will be happier and more fulfilled doing it than you've ever been before. Great answer. Um, Siri, have you heard of the forum goggles? I haven't, no. Okay, so the forum goggles, um, they tell you what pace you're doing. So it's kind of like using a Garmin all the time and judging yourself, and you guys know mm. our opinion on that. So there's a question here about getting the forum goggles and, where, goggles and whether they're worth um, getting. And the, the quote from the company for forum goggles is, "Why what triathletes don't love data? And I'm, she's saying Team Serious Track Club athletes don't love data. So I think... Um, Open water, usually you know how far, my opinion, series might be different, is usually you know how far you're swimming with the circuit because you usually go to an open water swim where there's buoys. Sometimes, sometimes not. And it'll say that's a 750 circuit. And I know you guys swim with your Garmin when you're not with us just to see how far you've gone. And you can do that. Like sometimes in the lake at home, I have no idea how far I'm going. So I'll wear a watch, not not a Garmin to track my how far I went because it's really irrelevant. Um, I, uh, I wear it to see how long I've been going. Um, so I would be totally against the forum goggles. I just, I just think like you, you can gauge yourself in the pool anytime with a clock. I just think it's a little bit of waste of money. Um, yeah. That's and it takes opinion. away from the freedom and the, the joy, joy of be, open yeah. water swimming where, exactly. you know, people crave swimming in the open water because they no longer have to count laps or look up at the clock. And in races, I mean, every single race, you're never, I mean, it's very rare that you have an exactly mapped out, you know, 1500 meter swim or, you know, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like the distance is always going to be a little bit off. So as long as you're covering the distance in the pool, you're going to be fine in the open water. And I would rather you be able to experience the freedom and the joy of just swimming in the open water trusting if there is a course laid out that it's somewhere near the the distance that they tell you and it is and they're not always accurate and if but not just you enjoy just being free yeah swim for time yeah yeah 100%. totally yep don't waste your money sorry form yeah sorry guys <laughs> i don't hear this <laughs> um Lieber's asking what's a great way to learn how to optimize our speed on oh my gosh Lieber, you should know the answer to this we have so many sessions and programs and stuff to do but we'll answer it for you hum um the best way to improve your speed or optimize your speed on the bike is it better to spin up hills 
push hard or stay in the... Okay, that's much more relevant. Spin up hills, push hard, or use a bigger gear. Okay, well, that depends, and then you could do all three. Siri? So if you were training in the hills to build up strength, I would have you... Which you should do once in, a week. Which once a week is super important. I would go in a bigger gear that is causing you to grind more, stay seated, and really push down on the pedals, pull up on the pedals, and feel yourself building strength. Feel it in the legs like it's a like it's a deadlift, like it's a squat, a really hard Absolutely. squat. Absolutely. But without pain in your knees or anything. Right. So. And if you're wanting to recover, but you happen to be riding on hills, then I would go in an easier gear and spin more, but also try and keep your heart rate low. Because what happens is when you spin higher, your heart rate goes up. Spikes up. But if you go with very little resistance um, and you just spin your legs lightly, that's a different story. That's going to help you recover. Now, if you are racing, that's when we get down to that. What is your ideal race cadence? Where do you ride your bike most powerfully? Typically for my athletes, it's between 78 RPMs a minute to 84 RPMs a minute. So what I have them do is they will gear according. Every single one of my athletes has a cadence meter on their bike. Or they, I have them count their cadence. And I would have them go in a gear that will lead them to climbing that hill at their ideal race cadence. So but sometimes that, you can't if it's really steep too. And if you can't, then just go in your easiest gear. But you will be trying to keep the cadence the same as much as they can by using their gears. Like right. change the gears and just watch your cadence. If you don't have cadence, you should definitely get one. Later. Yeah, definitely get a cadence meter. Yeah. It actually teaches you how to ride steady because yeah. you'll be riding and if my cadence drops to 70, I'll say, oh, I'm in too big a gear. Let me go in an easier gear and bring it back up to 78. Or say it goes up to 88, oh, I'm in too easy a gear. Let me add on a gear and bring it back down to 78 or 80, whatever I want to be at. So if you're trying to just ride hard, like in a race, that's what I would recommend. If you want to recover, I'd go in an easy gear and just spin your legs. If you want to build strength, mm -hmm. go in a harder gear and grind. Yep. And if you're doing two hill sessions a week, I don't know if it's hill reps or a hill ride, I would have one where you attack the hill and you sprint up it. So that's your interval workout, recover on the down. Uh, and then have one where you're grinding up. But yeah, of course, it's going to take way longer. You're way slower. People used to watch, Sirius to send us up. Who, it doesn't matter how far you're going because you're building strength. When you're doing a strength session on a hill, do not worry about no. how slow it is. Luke McKenzie used to almost fall off his bike. He was, And he's one of the fastest like riders in the sport. So he got him to riding like, a, I don't know, four hours almost flat on the bike for whatever, for 180K. But he, yeah, he'd be doing this. And we'd be up, what was the hill in... Do you remember Zuma? Um, Mandeville Canyon. Mandeville Canyon in LA. And um, we'd be going up it. And what about Payuma? That was And Payuma, too. yeah. And he'd be doing 40 to 45 cadence, but he'd be in his time trial bars. So if you do have time trial bars, Libra, and you are planning to do a half or a full and you've got to get used to your time trial position, you should be in your TT position anyway. But do the, some in your time trial bars too, for sure, when you're getting close to yeah. the base because you have to condition yourself to not pushing that cadence in your bars, but developing the strength in the bars, in your time trial bars, in that position. So you're developing yes. the strength in your time trial position. I know I sound really smart, but I actually learned all of this off my wife. Oh, so. well, you're amazing. That was an incredible, <laughs> incredible answer. Uh, um, I think I've been holding back. How can I approach my training session that I'm not limiting myself? Well, it's hard now with uncertain times, I know, but it's, I, don't, I don't find it hard, but our athletes seem to I, I would say, like and we were just having a conversation with another group of, of athletes that we coach. Um, know that if you are training consistently, and especially if you're following one of our plans, you are getting fitter. 
you are getting stronger, you are getting faster. And I also want you to understand that you are more powerful than you could ever imagine. You may have never thought that you could run a seven minute mile and suddenly you've gone from running 11 minute miles to nine minute miles. Well, let me tell you, I bet you could run a seven minute mile at one point in time, but how can you ever know what you're truly capable of if you're not trying to do things that you don't think you can every single day? Mm -hmm. And that means that in order to go harder, like push yourself harder, dig a little deeper, see if you can go 0.5 miles per hour faster for a certain effort, or see if you can cover your normal, you know, tempo route a minute faster. Like you are more powerful than you could ever imagine. So remove that ceiling, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. remove that belief that you have that this is as good as it gets because it's not. And trust that if you're willing to be maybe a little bit afraid of doing certain things, but you have the courage and you do it anyway, you are going to blow your mind with what you're capable of. I yep. hope that happens. And now's when the time you can test it. Like if you want to push that little bit more, there's no races coming up and you may be, okay, maybe you're hurt, you get a really tight muscle in some spot. Well, hell, you have two weeks off running. Does it really matter? Not really in the big scheme of things because you're test you've tested your limit and you've got to keep pushing those limits and doing something, yeah, something every day that where you're testing yourself a little bit. And I'll tell you what, but like part of training, it's not just swim, bike and run training. You're also training your pain threshold. And that's why like in the off season, I still throw my athletes some really hard sessions, at least one a week so that they maintain their pain threshold so that they don't lose that. It's like when you go away for vacation, you go away for a week and you have to get back to work on Monday and it's so hard getting back to work because you've been on vacation. You've kind of forgot what it's like to have to be back in the grind. Mm -hmm. So with training, um, understand that we are all learning how to withstand more pain, how to push ourselves just that little bit harder. And suddenly you'll find that pushing yourself to that level doesn't really feel hard anymore. So then you've got to step up again. And it's a constant process where you're building up your pain threshold in a healthy way. But that when you improve that, um, you'll find that there are never any limits and you're constantly progressing. Yep. Okay, we've got one from Susie, and if you guys don't know, she did first ever triathlon on the weekend. Unbelievable. After six weeks of training, I was so proud. She and did amazing. I will bring her on. Um, so has to jump off, but at the end, I'm going to bring you on, Susie, if you can stay on. I'd love to ask you some questions. But she's asking, um, strategically while racing, is it good to go into – oh, when is best to go into a high versus low gear and when early in the race or late in the race? We kind of just covered that. But. Yeah, I would say you want to pick – a gear. Again, it's the cadence. It's cadence, not the so gear. Yeah. It's not the gear. So whatever point you are on the course, if you're going up a hill, you're going to keep it the same. Go in an easier gear. If, if you you're can. going down the hill, you're going to add gears and just keep that RPM consistent. Mm -hmm. And if you do that, that's going to lead to your most consistent time trial or your most consistent 40K or whatever mm -hmm. distance you're racing. Yep. Um, because if you're up and down, you know, going from 60 cadence to 85 to 90 to 40. Oh, like, your heart rate's going to be yeah. dee, dee, so dee, dee, dee. what you really want is to have a really stable, like, you know, Rinny's uh, Hawaii Ironman in 2014, I think it was. She had the most beautiful, you know, oh, bike yeah. split ever. This. 
their her so training consistent. peaks. And again, she wasn't looking at her garm her uh, power meter, but I at looked all. at it after to analyze her race. It was absolutely perfect. She stood at the same exact cadence, eighty three, the entire race, and just had this beautiful power file. Um, and they asked Siri, oh, how did you do that? And what was she focusing on it? And Siri's like, she didn't look at it once. And yeah. it's like, oh. And they couldn't believe it. <laughs> they didn't believe yeah. it. Um, but yeah, she so that's the key. She just learned to feel it. Yeah, yeah, that's the key. Yeah. So Susie, I think for you, because you've got really strong legs like me, like you would definitely be more of a girl that would work better um, with like a 78 cadence. So, and it, I know cadence means can be a little bit expensive, but you don't need power. So go into the bike shop and I'm not going to recommend any because bike shops have all different ones. But if there's a cat eye there that has like a wireless one's better because wires can get all locked around. Dan Muscarella might be able to help me here, but um, try and get a wireless one. They'll glue um, the, or they'll, they'll oh, sorry, not glue, they can glue, but they'll, they'll tie it's like a thick elastic on your crank um and that will do your cadence and then um that you just have the clock on your on your um bars and that'll tell you distance and your cadence and it'll tell you your speed too but just focus on you've got to remember like the only thing that can be consistent is cadence because you can't hold the same speed over undulating climbs or if you're in a dead flat chorus and it's really windy or 20 degrees hotter that day so cadence is a thing that you can really focus on keeping the same yeah so awesome hope we reiterated that enough um okay what else do we have Oh, Becky's talking about her dinner, rice and cow. Mm, sounds good. <laughs> That's why watches are limited. I looked at my once while running and I was like, holy shit, I'm going too fast. <laughs> I should slow down. But it was still easy. See, there you go. There you go. Yeah. I should focus on, yes, Susie, boom, you're learning. Susie's had like the, Tony talks about full immersion. Talk about fully freaking immersing yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like throwing exactly. yourself in the deep in the deep end scott fluctuating within 78 to 84 yeah that's fine if it's a more of an yeah. undulating course yeah dead flat like that's a little bit of fluctuation but it's not too bad i keep but, it within maybe four yeah. like like say 76 to 82 mm-hmm. um have it a little bit smaller of a range yep and you know sometimes like siri would say to me when i was just feeling so flat like she'd go okay spin it up to 100 for a few seconds and does that feel better no it still feels crap and i would find that if i get went down to 60 for a few minutes it actually made my legs feel better i felt better when i was cardiovascularly and and muscularly sore and exhausted to be in a much lower gear for an easier road ride than spinning it just it just destroyed me to have well it's mostly like that for most athletes but it just would destroy me to try and go into an 84 or a little higher cadence and there's also problem solving you can do if you're out there on race day or, or in a session and you're just not feeling great exactly what beck just said you know throw in a 15 second high high cadence um effort or a couple of them see if that makes you feel better if that doesn't make you feel better throw in a few 30 second efforts at you know 60 cadence so you're feeling your strength and and activating all those cycling muscles then come back to your race cadence and so many times it snaps you out of that bad space you were in so play around with that it's little tools to snap you out of not feeling great on the bike where suddenly it's like you either flush out the legs or you feel your strength and you're back to feeling good again yep okay last question by Lieber is um can our legs ever move too fast i sometimes think i'm going to trip when i'm doing sprint intervals like this past when i did a one minute interval at five five mile pace five minute mile pace is that bad thought i would trip but i didn't all you want to focus on keeping that strength through the core 
this will be your anchor. So when you run downhill especially, and that's the same thing because your legs are going so fast if you're doing it properly, anchor through the core and you're gonna feel much more stable on your feet yep. going that fast. Yep, yep. And if and, and obviously your cadence is good, so you're not like trying to overstride. I saw a guy running this morning and trying to run too fast and he's way overstriding. So. And be free with your arms yep. too. Yeah, and post a video on here. If you have questions, just post a video of your form on here for sure. But that's fast. Five-mile pace, that's like, that's super-duper fast. Yeah, like five minutes per mile. Yeah, it's yeah, fast. Yeah, awesome. Well done. <laughs> yeah. Hi there, Cam here again. Just jumping in to apologize to say that we could not include uh, the bit where we crossed over to Susie for her to tell us her story about the race. But if you are a member, she tells her story in the private Facebook group. So you can cross over there and hear all about it. And Beck and Siri will continue to tell part of her story here. So I hope you enjoy it. So you guys, um, I think it might have been Susie's connection. Because hopefully, let me know that you can hear us okay now. Give us a thumbs up. Poor little Susie. Hopefully she can still hear us. Um, the connection was really echoey here. So I'm thinking, you guys, yeah, the audio is off. Yep. Okay. Uh, okay. Susie, we're so proud of you. Oh, my God. Everybody read her story on Facebook and you can read all about her journey. Um, it's so incredibly And inspiring. for those that don't know, Susie could only swim half a lap. And I don't know, she's up to like 60 laps nonstop now. So it's just insane. I remember after just four weeks, she was up to, or three weeks, she was up to like 30, 40 laps. So it's just amazing. Susie, sorry, there was a bad connection, but um, we're all so proud of you. You've inspired so many and you've shown people that anything is possible. Like doing that in six weeks is like, amazing. I've never heard of it. So I just think you're a freaking hero. Like it's just amazing. And you've, you've, you've allowed some people to realize that they can, that they can do whatever they dream of. And, um, and I just, I was just so proud of you seeing that finish line and your family being there. They're just the best support team. So yeah, you're yeah. amazing. And guys, you know, what I love about these inspiring stories is that like Susie is an example of what's possible. Mm -hmm. So for those of you that haven't done your first race yet, like it's possible. Susie is that example. And each and every one of us are examples to everybody who witnesses our life. So remember that too, like you are a mentor, even if people aren't, you don't know, people are watching what you're doing, but they're watching how you live your life. So be that incredible example, be that inspiration, be that person that shows everyone else this is possible. Yep. Love you guys. And I, we hope you can still hear us. I know some people have gone off because they, they got interrupted. Yeah, yeah. But um, So we'll, we'll go now. But um, if there's any more questions, let us know. Post it if it's there. If not, we'll, go, we'll say goodnight. And, um, yeah, check it out. She's amazing. Everyone's amazing. And um, hi, Becky. Thank you for being on too. Hey, Coach MC, how are you? Um, next week, we're going to have MC and Maddie on the show, which is so exciting. Oh, that's right. She lost 14 pounds. Oh, wow. She lost 14 pounds without even thinking about it. Um, I could tell how she looked. I was yeah. like, she looks so amazing. good. Yeah, so amazing. Awesome. Guys, have an amazing week. We love you. Uh, stay inspired. Believe in you. And make it an amazing week. Yay. Bye. Bye. Hi there, Cam here again. I uh, just want to jump in and remind you that if you want to join these chats live, you can do so by joining the club. And we're in our last few days of our special uh, free month. We get a free month membership. Uh, all you need to do is sign up to the club following the link in the show notes or in the uh, description of the video. And I hope to see you inside the club soon.